0: A week where most of you are probably going to spend your time doing things on Sunday. Welcome, listeners to Podcast ONA. Hello, everybody. I totally didn't forget my plan, hold open. Nope, this was the plan all along.
1: Uh, hello, folks. Uh, I'd be busy burning my dread right now, but as I still may have to wait another, like, 16 hours.
0: I'm sure that means
2: something.
1: Uh, it means uh, my, uh, it's it means- a
2: Persona 3 Reload reference. He's
0: yeah, he's yeah, very excited yeah, to play. Uh,
1: yeah, I means my yeah, is means my copy is tomorrow, and i have got it sold.
0: Oh, that's what you mean. Okay, yeah, I I need to give that a shot. It's on Game Pass,
2: so I have, I have no I have no excuse to not play it. Right, that is a thing, isn't it? Anyways, legitimately, I will get to that, but I also have not got to P5 Royal. I still need to finish Spider Man. One hour a week. That's all I.
0: That's all that any of us can can uh, really you know commit to doing all this kind of stuff. But hey, one hour a week is enough.
1: It's jokes, I do. I do like one hour a night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do one hour a night, but I don't have the mental fortitude to commit to that. Look,
2: the good news is I at least have a couple more months left, and then I'm off the night shift. It will be a little trickier for coordinating podcasts for a little bit, but also. My weekends are gonna be Monday and Tuesday in April, so that actually should yeah. be simple.
0: Yeah, there was a note in the last show that basically said, uh, the schedule is there is no schedule. Like all of all of our schedules are fucked right now, so these are coming out on a
2: when they're ready and done basis. Boy, I sure do miss having a normal nine to five Monday a Friday. That was that was nice. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy yeah either way it's i'm managing persevering stress is all hell but there's a couple of cool things on the horizon and some fun things i'm looking forward to talking about today mm-hmm. yeah if you couldn't
0: tell by the sound of our voices we're all a little tired right now it's, it's been a, a it's been a very long week for you know all of us here and uh For the world at large, it's been uh, quite a long couple of weeks. It sure has. Yeah, and, uh... Mm. There's a joke I'd like to make about a certain someone, but it would be in very poor taste, so I'm not going to.
1: We're all tired.
0: Yes, we're, we're, we're we're all tired, but... If there's any way to get Chris Benoit out of existence, uh committing and violating uh, federal human trafficking laws is one way to do it
1: what what oh wow oh, okay wow that was go- okay wow that was a different person the
0: wrestling world is very stupid. Why do I follow this horrible horrible industry what the fuck's Benoit gotta do with big bands nonsense. Oh, he's been he's he's being uh erased from existence from the, the company's uh, Oh okay platform.
2: okay, that's the comparison. That's the comparison. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, you, yeah. I I follow a little a little more slightly though. Yeah.
0: Th- th- there was no murder suicide involved, but uh, uh apparently he liked euphoria. Damn it, I made the joke. Shame on me. Okay, this bit's got kind of a bombing, we need to move. Mm- okay, uh yeah, uh, it's been a long couple of weeks for, for me especially cuz I got the Super Bowl to look forward to on on Sunday and I am stressed like a motherfucker
2: right now. Yeah. We we're kind of at least relatively operating under lower capacity. But hey, there's some things I need I've got to talk about, some stuff I'm excited to talk about as well as uh I got this nice old seven-page of stuff to talk about. Some interesting ones, too. Fantastic. Yeah, this is not going to be a uh, a three-hour-plus show like
0: last time. God, what was I thinking putting all that together? Ugh.
2: But there's some interesting things and worthwhile things to talk about. Yeah,
0: so uh, this is going to be, in a way, a lighter show, which is good for us because we're very tired. (laughs) So we shall start with our main stories, and we have to start on a bit of a uh, heavy subject here. The so verdict is in for the Kyoto animation arsonist from the Kyoto District Court. The individual whose name will not be mentioned on this on this platform, who killed thirty six people and wounded thirty two others in an arson attack at Kyoto Animation was sentenced to death. Yeah. Which is something that doesn't happen all that much in Japan, from what I understand.
2: I think it's very clear that more than anything, this is as strong a message as they can send for what is basically one of the biggest man-made massacres in the country's history since, like, wartime.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Chief Judge Masuda of the Kyoto district court uh, said at the hearing quote I have determined that the defendant was not mentally insane or weak at the time of the crime as uh, lawyers was seeking a lighter sentence on the grounds of quote mental incompetence Uh, continued from uh, Chief Judge Masuda the death of 36 people is extremely serious and tragic the fear and pain of the deceased victims was indescribable as
2: was reported by the nhk regardless of my own personal stance on that kind of shit it's i I really do not feel anything akin to sympathy or empathy for the guy getting this very harsh sentence yeah Yeah. it's basically just this level Mm -hmm. of like that is a level of inhumane crime that like as monstrous as it is, his name and his his name will be erased to time, but the actual like the things of the people he snuffed out that will be live forever and be eternal. Mm.
0: Uh it is worth mentioning that um uh, the defense team has filed an appeal to the Osaka High Courts, which is uh, the second highest court here in Japan, just right below their, their uh Nation's Supreme Courts. But I highly, highly doubt it will get that far.
2: I'm gonna be real. Whatever, whether they take the death penalty off of it or whatnot, does it actually matter? This man's never seeing the sun again, and he's gonna die in jail
0: yeah and uh it's worth noting uh in japan from what i understand uh death sentences are carried out by hanging
2: i did not need to know that but thank you for telling me okay oof oof yeah i mean i mean
0: i'm just i'm just laying out the context all right
2: yeah so they're gonna do what they gotta do yes yes they will and
0: uh uh it's a bit hard trying to segue out of There's no way to really hate. segue
2: out of it but this is kind of one of those there's no way that this wasn't going to come up it's just kind of unfortunate that this even happened but I can only hope that the, vic- that the family co-workers and people close to the victims that were massacred will find some source of semblance and peace and hope moving forward. I,
0: I think we I think we all hope for that and there's no easy way to move on to something else, so here's something that just happened, uh, before we started our show that feels like a gift from God Above. It is time for hopefully the first of the last of the LOL suit updates.
2: The beginning of the end. We're in the end game now. So What's happening?
0: We are almost free of this makeshift hell that we have been trapped in for the last five years because I'm going to recount it. Let's talk about disgraced voice actor, professional scumbag, legally defined sexual predator, broke-ass, bum-ass Vic Mignogna, For the last five years, we have had to follow one of the stupidest lawsuits probably ever, where he tried to to sue uh, Jamie Markey, Monica Rial, and her partner, and the former Funimation after being accused and inevitably outed as, well, illegally defined sexual predator. There are receipts everywhere into a state of uh, verbal silence and submission, seeking uh, punitive damage for, among many things, defamation. It didn't work because he had a very, very stupid, quote-unquote legal, quote-unquote counsel. (laughs) Back in October of 2019, all 17 claims in this lawsuit were tossed out in the uh, Tarrant County... um, courts. I'm forgetting the exact terminology, but, you know, whatever. We've had to sit through attempts at appeals and other appeals and other quote-unquote shenanigans, but now we are almost free. We're almost out of it. As was ordered, adjudged, and decreed in the 141st Judicial District of Tarrant County, Texas, Bitch, better have my money. How much? There has been an agreement, and that uh, Monica Rial and her partner, and her partner partner Ron Toy, will be awarded this amount in fees and costs, and basically all punitive damages over this very, very, very stupid ordeal. The sum of mm-hmm, three hundred seventy-six thousand five hundred ninety-two dollars and ninety-three cents. That is
2: like. We are more than a quarter of a... What is that? A third of a million dollars?
0: Over. But wait, there's more. Uh, Citing the agreed upon final judgment of the the, uh, legal document, it is further ordered all amounts awarded in this final judgment shall bear post-judgment interest... At the rate of 18% per annum or per year from the date this final judgment until the date this final judgment is paid in full. What that means is there is an 18% interest rate that will accrue over time per every one year, which I did some quick math would would amount to about an additional sixty-seven thousand dollars. So
2: it's over four hundred K.
0: Yeah, and uh, here's the kicker.
2: This is just one party, isn't it? This is just one.
0: We are a few days away from hearing how much Jamie Markey's going to be owed. And we don't know what uh, the former Funimation will be owed in damages either. That's going
2: to be fun. He's going to be paying out over a million dollars by the time this is all said and done. Oh my fucking god. Well, at
0: least over 500000 At the start.
2: Can you imagine... I want you all to imagine... And all of you listening to this... All of you in this call... All of you around us... Oh, the lady on my couch right now... Hi, lady on my couch... Hi! <laughs> she says hi... I want you to imagine right now... Having... $375,000... At your disposal... Right now... Please? Can you just imagine... The sheer amount of, like... Everybody's always like, money can't buy you happiness. Fuck that! Money can buy you stability. Which can buy you happiness. Which can buy you peace of mind. There are so many of us who would not be in the situations we are in today if we had the ability to have that peace of mind, security, and financial compensation. Motherfucking dick lasagna is pissing away $375,000 because he's a shitty creep with a shitty ego who listened to a bunch of shitty people that thought it would be a good idea to sue people into silence and sue former employers and thought that was a good fucking idea. And that's just... And that's just the money he owes one party. There's at least two or three more that are going to get a similar price settlement. Dude, ego is a hell of a drug.
0: Yeah, and uh, now kids out there, uh, I hope you all learned a lesson from this. There are actually uh, several lessons. Uh, Number one, keep your hands to yourself. Number two, when you're in a deposition interview, do not reenact one of the things you were accused of doing, thereby proving you did it. And number three, as the old saying goes, the more you fuck around, the more you're gonna find out,
2: motherfucker. Anyways, I'm going to comment on the thing that I thought was extremely funny that that was mentioned today. Vic Mignogna getting owed in court the same day Persona 3 Reload came out is some divine comedy. (laughs) Uh. Anyways, so, the good news is Vic Mignogna won't be missed, he's never going to work again in this town, and he's going to continue getting recast and replaced in all of his pivotal roles henceforth, by actors like Kyle McCarley, Todd Habercorn, Landon McDonald, Nicholas Roy, Landon McDonald again, Johnny Young Bosch, Johnny Young Bosch again, Austin Tyndall, Caleb Yen, Anthony Bowling, Landon McDonald a third time, Daniel J. Edwards, Ian Sinclair, Johnny Young Bosch also a third time, Khaled Goff, Michael Center Nicholas, Jason Lebrecht, Chris Kaysen, Al- Alejandro Saab, Zdeno Robinson, Aaron Le- Plant. Oh shit, did Zeno Robinson twice actually. Junpei is his second actually because he already got recasted Show by Rock as Zeno.
3: Fancy that.
2: <laughs>
3: and shall I say, in the words of Beyonce, don't you ever for a second get to thinking you're irreplaceable.
2: You know what? I'll go. You know what? That's a good way to cap this. Next, duels.
0: Uh, here's hoping that by the time our next show happens, we'll have the final uh, awards and judgments and we can be done with this entire stupid saga forever. Please, let us be done with this forever next time. Also to uh, Monica and Jamie, uh, go enjoy a nice vacation. You've earned it.
2: Okay. What's next?
0: What's next is something that... uh, happened, and has been doing some... I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to say, for lack of a better term, weird announcement teasing, with just uh, letters. One such was the uh, new Monogatari uh, anime season's coming soon, and there's been another one. Remember that movie from a couple years ago, Expelled from Paradise? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a sequel film, Liberated from Paradise, as was announced at the uh, Virtual Anime Fest uh, event recently, and it'll be be ready when it's ready.
2: Yeah, so this is the weirdest combination of companies involved in a movie I've ever seen in regards to Aniplex, Toei Animation, and Nitro Plus, a.k.a. Gen Urobuchi's company. And they all did a kind of yeah. janky but kind of interesting movie where I think the character designer is the Xenoblade Chronicle de- is- designer guy and made like a prototype Mithra before Mithra.
1: Um, yeah. I watched that movie when the uh, um, first came out. I, I, th- I thought it w- I thought it looked pretty good for what 3DTT was at the time. Yeah. Mm. And toy stuff has only gotten better since then, so it will probably look good.
2: So, is there anywhere to even watch this movie
0: anymore? Uh, it used to be on Netflix, but now I, I I don't think there is an actual place to watch. Thanks,
2: Anaplex of America. You're you're good at what e- you, you do. Harsh. Also, this movie came out a decade ago and actually had like Steve Bloom as one of the main characters. Yes, yeah, Steve. E- Steve
0: and um, Steep ju- Loom
2: and literally nobody else playing the character named Angela Balzac <laughs> god her name is actually Angela Balzac <laughs> also man a decade ago sounds like a long time but also seems a lot closer than you think it is I, I have never seen this movie. I hear it's kind of a decent movie, but it's just kind of crazy in a lot of unique, strange ways. Anyways, so Expelled from Paradise. Uh, getting a sequel, Neat's Oh, Okay, and uh, on the topic of uh,
0: anime movies, uh, Studio Ponax new upcoming film, uh, The Imaginary, has already been secured by Netflix. As they said, it will be part of a multi-film partnership with Studio Ponac.
2: Neat. I don't have a lot to say on this one, but neat. That's neat. Mm. Is this based off? Is this based
3: off of a Western children's book? I believe so. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Surprising nobody, some of the films they've already come out with are now back or about to be. Yes. Released. Yeah. Such as Mary and the Witch's Flower, and uh-huh. I believe... Mar- oh, that's and, nice.
0: Yeah, it's a, it was a novel from 2001. Uh, says it here. Rudger is Amanda Shuffleup's imaginary friend. Nobody else can see Rudger until the evil Mr. Bunting arrives at Amanda's store. Mr. Bunting hunts imaginaries. Remember, has it that even he is that he even eats them, and now he's found Rudger. Soon, Rugger is alone and running for his imaginary life. He needs to find Amanda before Mr. Bunting catches him and before Amanda forgets him. And he fades away to nothing. But how can an unreal boy stand alone in the real world? All right.
2: This reminds me of Brave Story. Yeah, no, that, that actually sounds pretty charming. And yeah, when
0: yeah. that comes to Netflix,
2: like I can check that out. Although I have to give him
0: uh, a... a uh, I have to give him a merit for the performers of the theme song here called Nothing's Impossible. Rachel Platten and A Great Big World. Ugh.
3: Yeah, I just saw that and I was like, "Uh, okay. If you don't know,
0: Rachel Platten did that terrible uh, fight song song and A Great Big World did that terribly grammatically incorrect uh, say something I'm giving up on you song. Got it.
3: Ugh. I mean not much surprises me in the realm of music tied to anime because if you recall uh, one of those One Piece movies got like a Nickelback cover yeah uh, for yeah, that, that was
2: weird the- yeah <laughs> One Piece has the money to just do weird shit like that so I yeah <laughs> then there was uh, I think it was that
0: Onimusha series that had like, skin as the theme song It's a very weird world uh, when you combine these two realms. uh, Yeah, uh, keep an eye out for this movie when it uh, hits Netflix uh, whenever it's ready. (laughs) All right, now on the topic of uh, games and Vidya, uh, we we mentioned that uh, Persona 3 Reload is out now, and uh, if you're an Xbox scrub, you can play it now on Game Pass, so
2: that's cool. This really is the craziest week for people who like anime and Japanese games, because you have so many choices. You could get Persona Three Reload, you could get Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, you could get uh, Tekken Eight, which I got, and you could proceed to not buy Jujutsu Kaisen
0: Curse Clash. Oh god, that yeah, that that menu is.
2: Dude, I, I'm literally in awe that they released a video game in 2024 and the main menu looks like a cheap 2000s DVD menu of just the openings. That's mm-hmm. that's so embarrassing. <sighs> Good lord, okay. So, yeah. I'm glad they dubbed that game but oh, oh yeah. man that's a rest. That's so
0: rough. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. There's also uh,
2: Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So, uh, oh yeah. my god, I forgot about Life of a Dragon. You have so many better things if you're an anime yeah. fan to play instead of the shitty Jujutsu Arena Fighter. Yeah,
0: same uh, over that terribly mid Suicide Squad game.
2: Not really the point I was getting Okay, anyways.
0: So- an- an- anyways, anyways. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to here is that uh, games are fun. And then there's this out-of-nowhere announcement coming to Steam and Nintendo Switch in 2024 for the first time in English. Okay. Fate Stay Night.
2: This is a big fucking deal. Okay, so... Literally, I need to preface this by saying the day before this was announced, I was joking with friends of mine on another Discord server because they announced early that hey, this is the 20th anniversary of the release of the original Fates Day Night. And then somebody was asking, hey, how come we've never gotten the Fates Day Night localized in English? And it's like, yeah, because nobody tried to do it, because in the year since. Fate, as a franchise, has become a billion-dollar multimedia juggernaut of a franchise, and it became seemingly too costly to even try and do the original Fate Stay Night, because visual novels are kind of a niche genre of game. Even if there is a built-in fan base and audience that still would like to do it, there was still always that risk, or... Finding the right time to do it or get a full translation. Well, guess what? It's been twenty years since the original Fates Day Night came out, and we've officially confirmed that they are bringing it to English for the very first time. It's coming to Steam and it's coming to Nintendo Switch. I believe it's based off of the PlayStation Vita version from twenty twelve. Yes, it is. It's based off of the uh, uh,
0: Realta Nua uh, version from the PS Vita release, which is a, a quote-unquote all-ages version, so you're not going to get any of the fuck scenes in this, okay? Okay!
2: There was no way. There was no fucking way they were going to bring over the original Fate Stay Night visual novel in a f- official capacity and localize the sex scenes. There was no way.
3: No fucking way.
2: There was no way. <laughs> so, yes, to all those people who are sad that they're not going to see Rin Tosaka. take I'm sorry, they need to make money. Like, they need to make their money back. They're not going to lose out on money by risking the AO rating like F, A Fairy Tale of the Two. But, hey, I'm genuinely happy this is finally happening. This is really cool. As somebody who's genuinely been like, there's no way to get into the Fate franchise easily,
4: you,
2: you just play the Fate Day Night visual novel as a, if you want to start from the very very beginning you have options now it's a probably very good acceptable way to get into the series if you don't want to watch the anime or whatnot. it's never been simpler though I will say the one caveat we're going to get from this because I know it's going to happen I'm going to have to read this entire game with the knowledge knowing that they're going to call Saber Altria and I'm going to hate it Every time it comes up. Oh, well, Artoria okay. uh, was fine! Artoria was fucking fine, and we've been using it for several English dubs already! Fuck your Altria okay. bullshit!
0: Okay, okay. Uh, two things. Number one, if you want to see those um, scenes that won't be ported over, uh, the internet is there for you, so just keep that in mind before the influx of... Certain people decide to jump in and say uh, stupid things for attention. And number two, uh, to those who ask, how do I start getting into fate? The answer is simple. Watch Fate Zero first. I don't care if you're going to be lost with a couple things. You watch that, then you watch Face of 906, then you realize how cheap it was produced, then you watch Unlimited Blade Works, then you spend the money for heaven, the Heaven's Feel movies and you watch in horror at what happens in those movies. Or,
1: you know, you could just watch Fate Zero and uh, be content because you've seen the yes. best of Princesses as a You will
0: get the context of Iris <laughs> Feel and you will get to see anime Bill Clinton. <laughs> It's a win-win.
1: It, okay, look, I have different idea where the Fate franchise. Like, Unlimited Works is fine. Like, Apocrypha is fine. Um, I don't really care about any of the, like, Grand yeah. Order stuff. But, like, yeah, yeah, Fate Zero is kind of like...
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah watch that, then watch the Waver <laughs> spinoff.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, more of once. the like Waver, not even another <laughs> season. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, there you go
1: and I don't we've uh, gotten that weird uh, out of
0: the way uh, what's next what's next is some cool dub news from me to you it's the Kimi no Todake you want to call it it's now updated with the English dub on Netflix and uh, it's
2: very cool dub more old stuff everybody so speaking of tempting fate literally a day or two ago because we're not talking about it, because I don't fucking care to talk about the Seven Deadly Sins Four Nights of the Apocalypse English dub. Which is shocking, because I like talking about English dubs, but I, I'm so out of the Seven Deadly Sins game, it's not even funny. Yeah, 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 but yeah,
1: yeah, congrats so all of the actors.
2: I put I put like almost 20 shows on this list. I did not care for this. But after that got announced, I was talking with people, and I was thinking to myself, man, it's been four months since the Kimi-Ni Todoke from Me to You dub cards came out, and we still haven't gotten that dub. You know, it would be nice if we got that dub in February, considering it's, you know, the month of Valentine's Day. Literally two days later. Literally two days later, February 1st. Oh, hey, the Kimini totoke from Me to You English dub just came out now. Apollo is just fucking smacking me in the face with dodgeballs, dudes.
4: <laughs>
2: Literally, I, I did that after the stuff with the uh, Fate State Night visual novel, and a friend of mine was just like, dude, give me the lotto numbers.
3: I mean, if you have them, please share.
2: Uh, okay. Let's
3: see.
1: Uh, uh, so, 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 Andrew, if, if you were to uh, predict a theoretical Booker winner now, who do you think would be in that?
2: Uh, <laughs> Ryan Colt Levy, Laura Stall, Kaylee Mills, and Stephen Fu. Okay,
1: sorry, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, okay. I expect the Booker runner three lines within a week. Thank you.
2: All right, cool. If I if any of that fucking happens, it won't. But if any of that ever happens, <laughs> like, bro, I don't even know. Anyways, uh, from me to you, so is a perfect segue into my seasonal winter doc because most of it's gonna be Funimation stuff. But we're actually starting out this time around with two Netflix dumps. So first things first, the main character of Kimi no from Me to You, uh, Sawako. Uh, she seems to be a good girl, but everybody says she looks like the creepy girl Sabako. She's being played by Xanthi Nguyen, who has played characters like Mako Honma in Anohana and Carolee Krosho, aka the idol girl in Welcome to Demon School, Irma-kun. Uh Her love interest, Shota, is being played by one Koi Dao, who you'll know as Rei Kiriyama and Kuriko Tetsuya in Kuriko's Basketball. Xanthi Wynn also plays Momoy in Kuroko's basketball too, so I think that's pretty funny. But also featured in this dub are the likes of Erica Mendez, Morgan Berry, Kaylee Mills, Ray Chase, Brian Beacock, Caleb Yen, Keith Silverstein, Jackie, Jackie Lastra, and Madeline Doro. This dub is being directed by Julie Madalena-Clyer, Clyer, who is directed on other romance dubs like Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, and Tony Kawa Over the Moon for You. Uh, She's also being assisted by Erica Mendez, who is also one of the writers of the dub. So Erica Mendez is a main character, a director, and a writer for the entirety of Kimi Totoke season one and two.
3: Sounds good to me.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So they have put up the first two seasons of this. So that is a total of 38 episodes of From Me to You that are available to watch now. I'm kind of glad they put it up now instead of just dropping it at the same time as Season 3. That would have been a bit too much. Mm. But that's not the only thing Netflix and Bang Zoom are working on right now. Because I think this is the first time I'm talking about the dubcast of Delicious and Dungeon, which has been just just an absolute delight to watch. You could say that it's delicious. Uh It really, really is. So... We have a party of four here that we're serving tonight. Uh, starting us off, our good boy Laios is being played by one Damien Haas, who you'll know for characters such as Suoroka from Oku the Inner Chambers and the other leading man in a Netflix same-day simuldub last year, Hyoka Kudo in My Happy Marriage, uh, playing the little halfling Chilchuck, uh, one Casey Modulo. Uh, you'll know them as Shinji Akari in the Netflix dub of Evangelion and Theo from 86. Playing the role of the dwarven good boy himself, officially hotter than Satru Gojo, according to a poll on Tumblr.com, they're right and they should say it. Sungwan Cho. Sungwan, aka ProZD you'll know as characters like Kage from Ranky of Kings, and Brow1589 from Pluto. Jet, do you say the numbers as the numbers, or do you say 1589? Uh, You are correct. Cool. Just double-checking. And finally, everybody's favorite fail baby girl herself, Marcel, Emily Rudd, making their voice acting debut because you'll know them as Nami in the live action one piece show
4: Mm.
2: yeah and i gotta say like even from the out the gate she was a little shaky obviously because less experience with adr but uh, as of like episode five i think that's what we're on to now Mm -hmm. yeah no she's fucking doing it she's great she's really good
1: no um, yeah I've enjoying yeah, I've enjoyed that double a lot it's a lot of fun, really great Sugwan Cho is like togan and said so as for our directors
2: on this, we actually have two main directors, as of the first six episodes of the show, Alex von David is the director of the first six episodes of Delicious and Dungeon. You'll know him for. Shows such as Konosuba and Trigger's other anime, Kill a Kill. But, uh, courtesy of an interview he gave himself, he's actually stepping away to work on a secret secret project he promised a uh, now-deceased friend of his that they would work on together. So he's working on that, while stepping in for him is the wonderful Lucian Dodge. Lucian Dodge, who has directed such shows as Yashihime, Half-Princess Hi- Hero, and continuing on the Trigger Train, he was one of the directors for Little Witch Academia. So yeah, this one's in good capable hands, and I can't wait to hear and see more of this. So that's two new dubs from Netflix we're talking about. And, yes, uh, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. I think the the new people, Edward Mendoza, Ryan Colt-Levy, Emmy Lowe, Mer- Millins, Miller's another new character, and Alex Lee's in there, too. Anyways, uh, so now that moves us on to the Crunchyroll offerings, which there's more than I expected, but actually some pretty good ones to start us out. Uh, the first one that got announced... Uh, we're going to go through our same-day dubs. Solo leveling is not one of them, which I will not be talking about tonight because I believe we talked about the dub before. But despite the fact that they announced the dubcast like several months in advance, that that is not a same-day simuldub for some fucking reason. I think it's because they didn't trust A1 Pictures and Aniplex not to shit in the bed. Uh, honestly, fair. That's why I think that happened. But you know who's not going to shit in the bed? The studio that is famously known to finish shows a season early, Studio Bones. Their 25th anniversary project, Metallic Rouge, is a same-day simuldub. And starring as our titular leading lady Rouge, Monica Flatley. This appears to be their first main character role, but not their first voice acting role. Uh, They've played characters such as Joka in The Apothecary Diaries and Mora in The talking about it soon new season of tsukamichi moonlit fantasy and starring as her pal naomi cassie uwalu who you will know her work for things such as Nurgai in hell's paradise and nano ai in the 100 girlfriends who Really, really 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 really
1: really
2: love you uh, this dub features the likes of Landon McDonald, Andy Mullins, Brandon Pierce, Chris Rager, and many more. This is being directed by the wonderful Mike McFarland, who has directed works such as Hell's Paradise and another Bones classic, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Give it up. The other same-day cyber dub is a show called The Weakest Tamer Begins a Journey to Pick Up Trash. I'm told this one is cute. I have seen literally nothing about it. Let's just go through it. This is starring Rochelle May as Ivy. Rochelle has played characters such as Lumi in Sweet Reincarnation and Shu in The Apothecary Diaries. This dub also features the voice talents of David Wald, Brandon Acosta, and Cody Savoy. Uh, This dub is being directed by Chris George, who has directed Spy Family and another isekai show, Reborn as a Vending Machine. And now we're doing a double header of sequels. First up, Classroom of the Elite Season 3, Jet's favorite show.
1: <sighs>
2: all right. Look, I can't pretend I know or care about this one, but everybody who seems to be back is back. And all of the source material fans are on suicide watch right now. So, you know, probably a good time all around. This is no longer being directed by the guy who took over for Season 2. This is now being directed by one Helena Wallstrom, who previously directed the dubs of Shy and The Hundred Girlfriends. Bottom tier character Tomozaki, second stage. A.K.A. That's the show you know, Alex, about the guy who has a really huge dick. Yep. That's what I'm about. It's a strange but fun little COVID-era cast and dub. Everybody who seems to be back is back for this one. Adam Gibbs, Faye Mata, Christina Kelly, Natalie Rose, Amber Connor, etc. This is also being dubbed by Mike McFarland as well, who is directing this season's Metallica Rouge. The wrong way to use healing magic has my attention for two reasons. One, because
1: it's good? Yeah, I am genuinely shocked at how much I've been enjoying it.
2: Like, I literally saw like, that was the biggest thing, is like, I saw the ANN preview guide people being like, how dare this seasonal isekai be actually unironically good? And who's starring in that unironically good show is Alejandro Saab as our titular healing mage, Usato. He's played Gabimaru in Hell's Paradise and Izumi Miyamura in Horimiya. His aggressively hot drill sergeant teacher rose is Khalid clinkenbeard who you'll know as urza scarlet in fairy tale and risa hawkeye in full metal alchemist uh his isekai buddies susan a is alexis tipton who you'll know as dominique from the case study of anitas and Selene in the last dungeon boonies and kazuki is being played by matt holmes relatively newer name who you'll know as Kotaro Terashima in Free Dive to the Future, and this character whose name I literally just wrote down because I can't believe this is a character's name. Kusex Eagle. This is how you spell Kusex Eagle. I am putting it in the chat. I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce it, but I'm just going to call him Kusex Eagle because it's probably just as right. <laughs> This one is being directed by the wonderful Caitlin Glass... ...who you'll know for works such as Ranking of Kings... ...and the Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent. And here's another uh, shoujo series. The Demon Prince of Momachi House. Or Momachi House. Uh, Our main leading lady is Himori... ...who is being played by Bryn April... ...who is played characters like Ritsu in Assassination Classroom... ...and Hiyori Iki in Noragami... And in a fun kind of roundabout, Uno reverse way, uh, had to step out for like an episode or two because I believe she was ill and was voice matched by Megan Chipman, which if you remember the season, Megan Chipman went on maternity leave during Spy Family. That's exactly what happened, but in reverse. And I think that was funny enough to mention. Our leading man is Owie, who's being played by, once again, Cody Savoy. Good for him. Good for him. That dude follows me. He seems like good people. Uh, he's played characters like Victor Steinberg in No Guns Life and Azon Yabadon Osimon in Hell's Paradise. This dub features the voice talents of Aaron Dismuke, Van Barr Jr., Jim Franda, Tom Laughlin, and John Bergmeier. This is being directed by Jonathan Rigg, who is directed on shows such as Blue Lock and A Galaxy Next Door. Our next dub is Tales of Wedding Rings. I don't really know about this one, but I saw a hot... Uh, cat girl in his harem and I thought nice. Our main love interest pair, Sato and Hime are being played by Corey Wilder and Ezra Vervin. Corey Wilder has played characters such as Rod Bauer in I'm in Love with the Villainess and Ojello Gabel in Gundam Witch for Mercury. And Ezra has played characters such as Hector Adin in I Shall Survive Using Potions, and Lee Hua's Lading in Waiting in the Apothecary Diaries. And this one is being directed by I believe this is his first leading directing project actually. Lee George, uh, who has assisted on dubs like Kaki Asama, The First Kiss Never Ends, and Shangri-La Frontier. So really good for him. A Sign of Affection. Uh, Playing the role of our deaf heroine Yuki is one Laura Woodhull, who has played characters such as Kinana in Fairy Tale and Hinami Fueguchi in Tokyo Ghoul. I'm going to be fucking real with you people tonight. There is a conversation that could be had. I do not have the physical or mental fortitude to even humor that complicated conversation right now. So I'm just going to say No. I'm not going to do that. There's probably a conversation to be had, should be had. I'm not going to be the one to do it. I don't feel like it tonight. Simple as that. The leading man eats me... Is being played by the wonderful Reagan Murdoch, who's played characters such as Aki and Chainsaw Man and Earhart Hawk in The Saints' Magic Power is Omnipotent. This dub features the talents of Nazi Tarsha, Rebecca Dene, Ethan Gallardo, Command Casey, and Seth Fuentes. This one is also being directed by Jason Lord, who has directed dubs such as Shangri-La Frontier and Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. That moves us on to season twos of Banished from the Heroes Party and Tsukamichi Moonlit Fantasy. For Banished, that's the Wife Guy Fantasy Show with the Hot Wife, and this features the voice-returning talents of Danny Chambers, Aaron Campbell, and Macy Ann Johnson, so all the, new, all the old people are back and all the new people seem to be in good hands with Sarah Ragsdale, who has directed for doves, such as The Duke of Death and His Maid Season 2 mm-hmm. and Bisca. Uh Tsukumichi, I've heard decent things about this one, but I honestly don't know shit. I know it's got Dallas Reed, Kara Edwards and Monica Riel, who are all back from the first season, and like a shit ton of brand new characters this time around. Good for them. And also two cores cool uh jerry jewel is directing this one once again who he's he's directed stuff like heaven's official blessing and a certain magical index next up hokkaido gals are super adorable uh this is a rom-com where i need to i need to give a shout out to the direction and adaptive choices where instead of giving her a southern accent they gave her a rural Canadian accent. Uh huh. Which the writer of the show, Battle Madeline Morris, literally was like, Yeah, I've been watching Letterkenny. Don't you guys worry.
3: Yep. I- yep. Canada gooses are majestics, barrel chested. The envies of all ornithologies. You know what? You got a problem with Canada Gooses, and you got a problem with me, and I suggested that, that one marinate. You know, I saw two Canada Gooses mount a swan one time, and
4: you got to think that swan told her friends about it.
3: You're goddamn right she did. So starring
2: as our our kid from Tokyo moving to Hokkaido lead boy, Subasa is being played by Matt Shipman, who you'll know as Reki in Skate the Infinity, and Kazuya in Gozik. And playing the cute gal, the adorable gal herself, Minami. This is a surprise, actually. Michaela Krantz. You'll know Michaela Krantz as Chio from Chio School Road and I Oto from Wonder Egg Priority. This is actually a big surprise because after Wonder Egg Priority wrapped up, uh, she's been living abroad in Estonia for several years. So I guess this is her first major role since coming back to Dallas. So yeah, good for her. That's that's actually pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, this is being directed by Jeremy Inman who's directed shows such as Real Life and My Roommate is a Cat. The Foolish Angel Dances with the Devil, which is this season's most I'm sure it's probably a perfectly fine show. I literally forget about it every time I look at it.
1: Uh, I mean, I've seen a couple of episodes and it it, it it's okay. It seems
2: fine. It's the one like literally I remember I can remember most of these. That's probably like the one I'd forget the most outside of like maybe some Isekai. Uh Akutsu, Akutsu Akusu is one Brandon Acosta, who has played characters such as Takami in Dead Mount Death Play and Koki Sawatari in Motherfucker Ghost managed to sneak that in there. Uh, Lily is being played by one Lindsay Shepherd, who has played other leading ladies like Akari Watanabe in More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers, and Erica Amino in A Couple of Cuckoos. This dub features the voice talents of Kyle Ignasi, Tristan Bonner, and Marcus D. Stimmick, and is being directed by Jonathan Rigg, who is directing this season's Demon Prince of Momachi House. So... I will try to do this as quietly as I can because I literally wrote this out in my notes. Let's fucking go! (laughs) Laid back camp season two.
1: Holy shit! Yeah, real glad to have this one back.
2: Okay, like legitimately, it has been dire in regards to like going back and backlog dubbing anything. From Crunchyroll for for like maybe over a year now. Laidback Camp Season 2. I've been wanting this for well over a year. I legitimately think they stopped because the girl who plays Natashiko had a baby and she was also the main character and assistant director and then Jade Saxton got busy with a bunch of other projects and then couldn't find the time, I guess. So, unfortunately, Jade Saxton is no longer directing this. But she seems to be doing pretty well for herself on Freerun right now. But taking over for her is the wonderful Sean Gann, who is currently directing this season's Apothecary Diaries and has directed shows such as Shadow's House second season. Also want to give a shout out to Ayano, who is Nadashiko's hometown friend, making her appearance in season two, being played by Katie Wetch, who has played characters like Kaede in I Got Cheese Skill and Karu in I Shall Survive using potions. Dude, I'm so fucking excited to have the cozy, shiny days back again. I Fuck yes. I never even finished season two. This gives me a good excuse. Uh, next up is The Witch and the Beast. This seems like a my-kind-of-shit kind of show. And it seems to have a pretty interesting dubcast, too. Uh, playing the role of Guido is one Roman Gilvey. Uh They've played roles such as Boy Magician in Goblin Slayer season two, and... Under the name Beth Lipton played Maxine Silverstone in Double Decker Doug and Kirill which that was like a big wait what moment? Because like I'd seen this name but I didn't know that was the same person. And playing the role as Ashaf is one Zan Kramer who's apparently been around Funimation as like additional bit parts for years now. And he's only just now started getting like actual roles. Uh, he's played characters such as Gleepnir in Sacrificial Princess and the King of Beasts and Doriate in Fairy Tales Series 2. So that's, that's a time frame of reference for how long this dude's been around. So really happy he got a major role. Uh, this is also being directed by Jeremy Inman, who's currently directing Hokkaido Gals Are Adorable. Sorry, Hokkaido Gals Are Super Adorable. I need to say the full title. <laughs> and now, we're on one Sasuke and Peeps where a uh, office worker gets a bird and the bird is a mage that transports him to an isekai world. Uh, playing the role of Sasaki is one Tyson Reinhardt, who you'll know as Daru in Steins Gate and Papa Shiragane in Kage-sama Love is War. Playing the role of the adorable Peeps, Aaron Nicole Lundquist, Aaron has played characters like Rebecca in St. Cecilia and Pastor Lawrence and Loretta Kugret in I'm in Love with the Villainous. This dub features the voice talents of Taylor Murphy, Julie Cleburne, Ethan Gallardo, Eli Farmer, Ray Hurd, David Oliver, and the Chris Walla Council. Hey guys, so in the first episode of Sasuke and Peep's, all of the ma- all of the additional characters in the first episode were all played by, ca- by actors named Sasaki. It's hard to find a lot of men named Sasaki in Texas and America. So they but they liked the idea. So here are all of the additional voices as of episode 1. Chris Sanders, Chris Ryan, Chris Sykes, Chris Long, Chris Waycamp, Chris Ruthledge, Christian Thorson, Christopher Guerrero, Christian Laserchick, Kristen Payne, Kristen Sutton, and Crystal Laporte.
1: That's, incredible.
2: That's the Hats off to you, Helena Wallstrom, who is also currently directing the season's Classroom of the Elite season three, and finally Bucci Giri the new series from the director of Skate the Affinity, Hiroko Utsumi. Uh, This dub stars uh, Aurejin being played by Alex Mai. Alex Mai, you'll know as characters such as Manga Fukudashi in My Hero Academia and Akane Aoi in Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Uh, the big beefy good boy Matakara is being played by one Rico Fajardo, who's played characters like Harukato in The Millionaire Detective and Yoichi Isagi in Blue Lock. And the genie himself Senya is being played by one Chris Guerrero who you'll know as Ainz Gown, and Shadow from Skate the Affinity. Mm-hmm. Guerrero was even like, if I had a nickel for every beefy redhead I played in a Hiroko Usumi show, I would have two nickels. (laughs) This dub features the voice talents of Lindsay Seidel, Kieran Flinnen, Daniel Van Thomas, and James Marler, just to name a few. And this is also being directed by Lee George, currently directing uh, Tales of Wedding Rings, which it, it turned out, as of this season... Lee George is now a full-time ADR director and apparently the first full-time black ADR director at Funimation and Crunchyroll. That's great.
0: Fantastic. Only took 25 years, but hey, progress is progress. We'll now, take it.
2: Legitimately speaking, like there's a lot of like talented like, directors who have been working there like, along the sides. I know Dandy Chambers and Kevin Thuwell have been doing good work there too, but no. Major congrats to Lee George for like, getting a full-time gig at Crunchyroll of Funimation. Like, legit congratulations. Can't wait to check out... I'm gonna watch Bucci Geary. I can't promise I'm gonna watch Tales of Weddings Rings. I'm definitely gonna check out Bucci Geary. And also, just throwing this one in, Daily Life of the Immortal King Season 3 and Season 4. Season 3 is coming, all of it tomorrow, and Season 4 is starting next week. Weird it took this long, but hey, cool, it's back. Jerry Jewel still directing this one alongside Tsukimichi.
0: Fantastic! I have no, I have, I have very little to contribute other than I've been watching more OG Dragon Ball, and uh, I think that's where my hatred of very stereotypical accents came from
1: because, eww. yeah, some of those, are, yeah, some of those really aren't great, especially yeah. from, especially from uh, certain very prolific actors. It's like. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like you know, time and all that. But so, sort of like,
0: yeah, it was a product of the
2: time. I know, I know a guy who considers Jerry Jewell's Irish demon from Yu Yu Hakusho the peak of anime dubbing, and <laughs> just
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I will take like I'll take that over his accent in Dragon Ball.
2: What? Wait, what accent yeah. did he have in Dragon Ball?
1: Uh, he played uh, the character of Knob in Dragon Ball. Uh, oh. Um,
0: Oh yeah, yeah. okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. and yeah, okay. no, Murasaki, take your pick, take, pick your
2: poison. I look, it's <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. There's no good segue on yeah. this. Let's get it out. Uh, let, 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 let's, yeah. So, but I am
0: still enjoying it. I, I'm almost uh, a, a third of the way through it. It's very good. Okay, we shall move on to uh, other uh, various uh, announcements because there's not a whole lot to really get through. So we should be done relatively soon. The name for the new My Hero Academia movie has been revealed. It is called
2: My Hero Academia: The Movie. You're next. <laughs> no, okay, okay. So it's not. You're not quite correct. I know you think it's your next. It's actually your next. Because I think they're trying to go for like a horror movie play on it. Because this. Okay, so. I don't know if this is a copycat or if we're dealing with like a Ben Riley clone Wars situation, <laughs> but uh so the the villain of this movie is an evil all might copycat man, which I don't know if it's a man who's just like copying all might's look or if it's like legitimately an all might clone i I can't tell either way. you know what? it's a ridiculous setup. I'm still going to see it anyways. I, I know all these My Hero Academia movies are dumb and fun and basically loosely as loosely canon as it gets.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, this seems about as short jump movie as a premise as it could get. But hey, I mean, the, all the other My Hero Academia movies I saw were fun, so I'll probably watch this.
2: Look, the, we've already hit the peak with Heroes Rising. So at this point, I'm just kind of here for a good theatrical experience and a good time. And if this man is also still Christopher Sabat, I ask that the villain have the Vegeta voice instead of his typical Piccolo voice.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, uh that would be nice. Right. Uh, uh, like, also, like, yeah, also, like, yeah, I know, like, trying to figure out continuity isn't really, like, a big thing with these movies. But also like, looking at the, look at the characters, I'm like, yeah, when would this even be taking place, like, chronologically?
2: Chronologically, it's after Deku got a bath, right before the traitor reveal that's where I think they're going for. Like I said, it's loosely canon. It's basically as canon as it as it wants to be until somebody says, wait, how did he do all of this in five days? Uh, it's, it's, it's just a movie, man. It's no big deal. <laughs> Anyways, the craziest thing about this is not the fact that it's a movie about an evil All Might or whatever. The craziest thing is being directed by Tensei Okamura? Yeah
0: that's interesting
2: the fucking wolf's reign and darker than black guy yeah I'm
0: pulling deep in the in the uh, the roster here if I like it uh,
2: he, uh, he literally <laughs> has not directed an anime since Kuro Mukuro in 2016 this is crazy
1: uh, I mean uh, if nothing else I'm glad to see him back at bones uh, hopefully he gets to do a new original thing soon that would be very nice
2: Like, he's apparently still been doing, like, storyboard stuff in the background, but he, like, legitimately, he has not directed anything in eight years, so directing the new My Hero Academia movie is kind of fucking crazy? Like, wow, okay. Yeah, no, if this is a sign that they're just gonna let him direct something else as soon as he helps them out with the My Hero movie, fucking dope. I'm hoping this is going to be a visual spectacle then if he's doing... God, he's doing a pie hero movie. That's crazy.
1: As a, as a, I mean, every day he only did a he's I an I, I mean, hey, electric Batman, so I guess this is the natural evolution.
2: By the way, Seven Deadly Sins has literally just continued to go down ever since he directed the first season.
1: <laughs>
2: so, uh. clearly, he clearly he's a good guy you want on your adaptive action cartoon. Anyways, yeah, that's that's fun. Do you think Korokoshi would do his own version of Secret Wars if he could? Oh, don't, don't. He would. If he had the power and willpower, he could remake all of his fucking superhero cartoons into whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my brain is shutting down now. I think we should move on. <laughs> okay, well, that, that was the fun thought I had. <clears throat> I wonder if Dan Thought would help
0: him, but okay, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Um this I found to be a little bit interesting we have a distribution deal set in place for this year for uh, Digimon Adventure Zero Two The Beginning it'll be coming out to home video via uh, Shout Studios the former Shout Factory Uh, Duels, did you see the movie? I did
3: was it good? Uh, it was probably better than a lot of the movies preceding it that being said it was still kind of a uh, this kind of random thing is happening, and there's also Digimon characters here
1: uh i'm I'm curious Have you seen last Evolution evolutiontions yes okay how do you say that compared to that because I really like that one i
3: uh, it's probably at least as good it's been a while since I've watched that. I oh, so,
1: uh okay, okay, then I'm pretty excited to uh, check that out on this then. Hmm.
0: I, I think one's feelings toward it will probably tie into how they felt about the second season and that ending, so... Uh,
1: now so, look, no, look, I kind of made my piece of o two's ending, like, it, it sucks, but it is what it is, like, but, is it, but I mean, I still like the O2 characters, or at least, you know, Ken, so, hey, sure. I'll take I feel
3: like everything they did with the O2 cast in in the movie more or less is is pretty good and enjoyable.
1: Yeah, so, okay. I mean, look, okay, look, it, look. If nothing else, they can't do worse than a try film. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, can, we can only go up from
4: here.
3: They they didn't try. Uh, well,
0: uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for uh, that when it comes out uh, later in the year. Speaking of things coming out uh, later in the year, we got quite a bit of stuff here from Viz for their uh, book slate.
2: Yeah, so I took a nap and slept through all of this and woke up to like a thousand notifications and like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Oh shit, the Viz thing. So I'm kind of going through most of this blind. Okay, so yeah, Viz
0: announced uh, quite a lot of stuff in their uh, print division coming out in the fall. And we're going to run it down here, starting with this light novel, Kaiju number no. eight, exclusive on the third division.
2: Basically, Viz Media is kind of already prepped for Kaiju number no. eight, probably being a pretty big hit in the next couple of months. So getting all the extra supplemental materials are already <coughs> simul-pubbing a spin-off manga with the, uh, Guy that looks like a Landon McDonald character, but hey, I'm excited for that. Good that they're picking this up. Oh, we have a
0: manga here. Uh, Otaku Vampire's Love Bite. Oh, this is from the author
2: of Kami Kiss. I've been hearing about this one. This sounds adorable. Hmm. Modern vampire Hina sets out f- from Romania to live out her otaku dreams in Japan. Her new neighbor, Kuta, looks just like her anime crush. <laughs> Can she convince him to be friends? This sounds adorable. Fucking gimme. hmm
1: Yeah, that really does sound cute.
0: Okay. All right, we also
2: have Trillion Game. Oh! Oh shit, they got Ina they got uh Inagaki's new manga. Uh Inagaki is the uh Doctor Stone and uh I, I Shield 21 writer. For reference. Mm-hmm. Uh Haru and Gaku became the first Japanese people in the 21st century to enter the Billionaires Club. Gaku reflects on when he first met Haru and their unorthodox path to success. I hear this one's pretty interesting, and it's getting an anime soon from Madhouse, so that'll be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, we have here a uh, a compilation of short stories from one Koyoharu Gotsuge.
2: You know, I get what they're going for, but I get the feeling... I I can't say I, I care too much about getting a compilation of short stories from a critically acclaimed author and then just saying... Before famous work,
1: That's, okay, uh, okay, yeah, I did. Okay, actually, yeah, literally, I saw the artwork and I just assumed it was some like Demon Slayer, but so I like literally ignored it. I didn't even know it was. I also didn't realize of,
2: that. So it's literally, it's literally called Koyaharu Gotoge Before Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, which I, I'll give it this one. I, I genuinely also thought this was actually Demon Slayer, but I'm glad that this is just legitimately like. Demon Slayer thing, okay, it includes early drafts of characters like Muzan, so that might be like beta Muzan, that's what's on the cover uh, you
1: know, I, I mean I mean I mean hey, that does sound interesting
2: it uh, does sound interesting i just I just think it's a little condescending, yeah. I guess. Just yeah, saying, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah i get
1: what you're saying it it's it's pretty obnoxious
2: i say this because i love like the 17 through 21 and 22 through 26 i already thought were pretty interesting i just think it's like toski fuchi before chains I, I i just think it's condescending it, it's, it's it's not a big deal but whatever anyway moving on here's something cool actually
0: yeah we have here a three in ones from an uh older title from back in the day i can tell by uh this very old 2000s cover design, Red River.
2: So literally, I remember when Shoujo Beat asked people what were some uh, Shoujo Beat titles they really wanted to get reprints. This was one of the names I saw thrown around a lot, and I saw a famous VTuber Monarch, a.k.a. Amelie, literally going, please, where can I get the rest of the series? This is one of my all-time favorites. I really want the rest of this. And literally, just today, they announced the 3-in-1 editions, in and she is very happy. And I'm very happy for her.
1: Uh, um, yeah, a lot of the JoJo manga people I follow have been wanting to release this one for a while, so uh, yeah, that's great.
2: Yeah, no, um, I'm more happy for them.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Okay, described
0: as a Rose Memoir from Junji Ito, Uncanny: The
2: Origins of Fear. I think we are probably down to as many Junji Itos as we are down to loop on things for discotech. I believe it. But yeah, no. Hey, more Junji Ito.
0: Mhm. Okay, from Sumi Ino, After
2: God. How do you kill a god? All right, strong start. 30 years after God's Invaded Japan and reduced it to Rubble and Ash Toki, Toki Naga and Waka are determined to find the answer alright that's a cool cover too holy shit I, I like how Viz gives like very small synopses but fuck it that, that alright that's a strong hook how do you kill God fuck it I'm in get your Dragon Quest party ready <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: alright next we have the complete asterisk pokemon
2: pocket guide box set i feel so bad for viz that by the time they are ready to get one of these pokemon books they're already out of date
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah they're uh, down at least uh dead i 100
2: I think they literally did a video where they showed off that there are currently a thousand and eight Pokemon as of Scarlet and Violet.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's somewhere around there. They're de- they're, they're de- yeah, they're definitely,
2: and there might the actually be more now with the DLC.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they might have passed a thousand and ten. I gotta double check that
2: oh lord okay so yes <laughs> good they got this i feel so fucking bad for them they're already out of yeah. date
0: okay uh we have
2: here colette decides to die another shoulder thing cool overworked apothecary colette jumps into Apothecary. okay overworked apothecary colette jumps into a well Instead of dying, she finds a new lease of life by caring for patients in the underworld and romance with the Lord of the Dead himself. Hey, fucking what, mate?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds pretty neat. Uh, like, I saw a bunch of like, I saw a bunch of retweets of this going up, like, literally as soon as Vince posted it, so I figured it was a big deal, and, uh, yeah, apparently it's, like, a bit of an older Jojo title. People have been wanting for a while. Like, apparently a lot of folks really didn't think Viz was going to bother with it, but, uh, they are, and uh, also it's not listed here, but apparently it's being released in two and one sets. So uh, that's
2: the okay, one. cool. Wow, that escalated. But fuck it, that sounds cool. That sounds fun. Whoa, yeah. Um, Whoa, yeah,
1: yeah. That's the also. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just want to say that just and uh, just for my piece of mind, I actually went double checked. It is in fact 1025 Pokemon.
2: Okay, thank you for that. Sorry, I I, I just scrolled down a little. I was surprised to see this one.
0: Yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Shining Diamonds, Demonic
2: Heartbreak. Hey, this is the spinoff manga from the No Guns Life mangaka starring Josuke and Whole Horse. That's... it. It really is. I've heard it's decent, too. Fuck it. Very cool.
0: Okay, next is Rainbows After Storms.
2: Okay, I need to take a second and shout out my buddy GotMLK7, who you can find their webtoon, Love and Be Loved, over on webtoon, wherever you read that. Uh, They have been requesting this one for, like, literally years. Literally years on 7C's manga request thing. This has been like one of the Yuri manga they have been requesting for literal years under the title Hanani Arshi, now localized to Rainbow After Storms. Got is kind of like my go-to is this Yuri thing good person. And if they've been requesting this one for literally years, have been hyping it up for literally years... Yeah, this is going to be a day one buy from me. Holy shit. Can't fucking wait.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <clears throat>
0: okay. From the creators of
2: My Hero Academia Vigilantes, Spider Man Octo Girl. Okay, so let, let's set the stage like this. Hey, so you guys remember Superior Spider Man? Vaguely. Okay. You remember when Superior Spider Man is when Doc Ock took over Peter Parker, Parker's body? And then became Spider-Man for a while? I'll take your word for it. Okay, so what if instead of taking over Peter Parker's body, he became a Japanese girl?
1: Well, there are weirder purposes, I suppose.
2: There are! There are weird premises. It reminds me of that uh, Death Battle thing where there was a Transformers spinoff where Starscream took over a robot android girl's body when she was in the bathroom.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't... I mean, there have been humanoid versions of Transformers going around for a while now, so that's just kind of like...
2: Yeah, anyways, so the uh, Vigilantes team did a Spider-Man spinoff manga where Dr. Octopus takes over a girl, little girl's body. So sure,
0: sure. To go along with that, from 1994, X-Men: The Animated Series, the manga.
2: Fucking what, mate?
0: Yeah, there was a manga adaptation of the Fox Kids X-Men cartoon. Uh, that began in back in the mid nineties.
1: Uh, yeah, just because I don't have the music on hand, it's gonna say we should all cry for the moon.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good, and this one's a pretty good pull too. Yes, from the creator of Nana Ayazawa, we have last quarter. Yeah, so fucking good good couple of years for fans of Yazawa for sure, because Viz has been going back into her back catalog, and that's pretty goddamn cool. This is a pretty vague one. I don't have a lot to go off of, but...
1: Uh, I, be, I mean, hey, I'll take it name by uh, Yazawa, so uh, give me.
2: Look, sometimes you just have author clout to go off of, and this seems like good author clout. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we also have Disney, Twisted Wonderland, the manga anthology.
2: Yeah, cool. I don't have a lot to say. I don't have a lot to say, but hey, do you like handsome boys who are also Disney characters designed by the author of Black Butler? Twisted Wonderland. Sure. And there is also
0: internal Oda before <laughs> One Piece, so it's not just a go- What did I just <laughs> fucking
2: say?! What did I just uh,
0: fucking uh, say? I, was, uh, yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, the worst part is seeing, like, the Japanese title, and it's like, wow, that was literally, like, more interesting. Ooh, like, literally, you could just say wanted, like, Oda before One Piece, and it would still be more interesting than what they're using. I,
2: I, like, that's a cool title, too. Like, whatever. Look, financially speaking, marketing-wise, they are making the correct decisions. Yeah. Before Chainsaw Man, before Demon Slayer, before One Piece, makes a lot of sense when they're trying to not reach the people who know. They're trying to reach the casual viewer in the fucking Barnes & Noble or or like Kotobukiya. They're trying to get the guy who's walking around and is like, oh, I kind of. That looks familiar. Oh, shit, that's the One Piece guy? It says this is before One Piece. I'm gonna buy it. They're making the correct business decisions. I just think it's condescending. Yeah. But I guess in a way, they are making the correct decisions because. I, I, I've seen anime and manga fans. They are not exactly a bright people.
0: Hey. <laughs> Don't mess with Dragon Ball fans. They've never seen the show. Hey.
2: Man, you you joke. I'm a Fate Stay Night fan, and there was a very real article about that earlier being huge Fate Stay Night fan, excited to play game for the first time. And he's right. He's right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh lord okay we also have here uh, Jojo Agogo explore the world of Jojo's in a new art book okay Jojo art book from parts 1 to 6
1: uh, hey if that would go that would be good for signatures
2: ooh fuck I didn't even think of that yeah the Jojo art book uh, the Jojo Ellie uh, art books aren't exactly great for that Good. yeah oh that's actually a good idea thank you for that
0: Okay, and there's also uh, an art book for Disney Twisted Wonderland, so, yee. Hmm, cool. Cool, okay. Uh, We got a couple box sets here, Uh, one for Vampire Knight, and one for the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess manga.
2: Everybody's problematic fave, and one of people's favorite Legend of Zelda games.
1: Oh, wow, I got, uh, wow. I do gotta say the Vampire one, uh, we to get out today is kind of extremely funny.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, get, get fucked, Vic. Yeah.
0: And there's also a, a hardcover deluxe edition of the Kiki's Delivery Service film comic. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and going go along with that, we have uh, Studio Ghibli Architecture and Animation.
2: Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Very nice. Yep. Uh, we also have here, as it says here, they're releasing the webtoon I'm the Grim, the Grim Reaper. I believe that's going to be one of their Viz originals coming out later in the year.
1: Uh, good for them. Uh, glad they typically aren't doing as bad as Tokyo Pop was in that area, so uh, keep that up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also have
0: some <coughs> digital titles coming out in the summer. Uh, three of them. We have here uh, Nui's Exorcist, uh, Kill Blue,
2: and Tokyo Demon Bride Story. Of the three here, one of these I am surprised to see here. The other two, I am not.
1: Yeah, uh, going in uh, reverse order, uh, Tokyo Tokyo Demon Bride Story, like, yeah, sure, you know, uh, canceled uh, manga.
2: It was a perfectly cute, perfectly fine nothing burger that kind of you could tell wasn't gonna last long.
1: Uh, yeah, Cool so, uh, cool Kublu, uh Kublu pr- cool uh, fairly interesting. Uh, it is basically uh, the offer of Kirko's basketball doing his own weird take on Sakamoto days, but instead of making Sakamoto an adult, he gets transformed to a middle schooler for some reason, and that's basically the premise. It is like it's it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of amusing. I mostly enjoy it. It's so, uh, there, uh, there are definitely aspects of it I do not particularly care for when it comes to uh, getting potentially dodgy. It technically hasn't done that, but uh, e- yeah, I do kind of wish we would stop flirting with that. And then uh, Nui's Exorcist is a manga that exists. I am honestly kind of baffled by how successful it is.
2: Okay, Nui's Exorcist is basically what you call cultural division. It's huge in Japan. It's doing really well. There's major Japanese authors that are respective that are really hyping it up and really talking about it. And Jet's literally been going through as like, I I don't even get what the appeal is. I I don't get it. And I know people who are like, dude, this manga sucks so much. It's so fucking lame. It's like a boring harem. And it's it's so dumb. And I don't get it. So Nui's Exorcist being a digital manga is kind of like, okay, we're gonna wait until the anime comes out until we put physicals of it. That's the game plan for New as Exorcist. Might be the same plan for Kill Blue. I'm a little surprised that one's not, I guess that one's a little more comedy right now still.
1: Uh, uh, it's, uh it's, it's, uh, it's action comedy. Well, like, 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 probably more comedy than that, too, but so. But like.
2: yeah, Kill kill, Blue, I'm not surprised. Kill Blue, I am surprised. New Ways, I'm not, because I don't know a single American English speaker who likes it. And Tokyo Demon Bride existed and got canceled. Anyways, that's a fucking meaty lo- showing from Viz. Wow. Yeah, quite a bit of stuff from Viz there. And not even the ones I was expecting. There's like one I'm still waiting for that feels gonna happen sooner or later.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. And so we move on to uh, a couple other things here. And uh, oh, goody. Season four of Shield Hero is gonna be a thing.
1: Woo. Uh, they were always gonna make more, I guess.
3: Hopefully, it's less of a snorefest than season three was. That's coming from the fan of the show here. I heard, I heard season three was better. And You're telling me it was boring? <laughs> uh, uh, either that, or I'm thinking of season two and somehow haven't actually watched three. Now I'm unsure. <laughs> that, honestly,
2: whichever is true is very funny and possibly telling.
1: I mean, at the, I mean, at this point, I'm just kind of waiting for for Grinswell to like be done it and move on to whatever the next thing is.
2: It's very like i i'm I'm not even mad at this point because it's already clear that after its big revenge plot, it is losing steam and relevance, and I know people who I know people who are still with it and are like man it it, it goes off the rails and this kind of shit
1: yeah bl- yeah literally at this point, I just kind of whatever because unfortunately, unfortunately, we've only got things that are worse it said
2: it really isn't even the bottom of the barrel anymore, isn't it? It's Whoa. like, it's it's like, Alex, you talk about how much, like, you hate SAO, and I think it was fair. At this point, SAO is above average passing grade <laughs> compared to
0: some of the shit. It may not be terrible and moral, but it's still terrible and crappy
2: writing. Nobody's arguing that. We're just legitimately like, man, <laughs> so... I guess SAO kind of works on like the whole Shrek thing where it's like it's maybe it's maybe not as bad as all of that but it being the one that opened the door and let the vampires in there's at least an argument to be made there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. We were talking about Shrek and Dreamworks the other day on Discord. That was a, that was an experience.
0: Well then, uh, uh let's talk about something a little more interesting. A new series from PA Works from the Ya Boy Kongming staff.
2: Yeah, so the Yo Boy Kongming animation staff doing an original anime about fucking crazy girls trying to be hits on the internet already looks and sounds incredible. Fucking gimme.
0: Yes, it is Mayo My- Naka Punch. It'll be premiering in July. It looks fun and weird and funny
2: yo i need that pink girl with the crazy hair to slide into my dms tomorrow (laughs) that looks like a bitch whose life is falling apart and i would make her worse uh could be honest about that kind of
0: stuff okay and uh well we have here one of those uh, anime japan make this into an anime please titles finally getting uh well, an
2: anime. By the way, we're not going to talk about that, but the 2024 uh, nominations just went out today, so expect that in a few months.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about the results when Anime Japan happens, but uh, coming this year is Tasuketsu, a uh,
2: survival game show. I don't care about anything related to this one at all, and it kind of looks boring and terrible, but I think it's interesting because I want to note... This is now officially the last title that made it to the top 10 of the 2020 Anime Japan list to get an anime. Because every other title has gotten one. Kome Can't Communicate at number one. My New Boss is Goofy at number two. Uh, Onamai at number three. Dangers in My Heart number four. Spy Family number five. Redacted. Takusetsu. At number seven, way of the house has been number eight. Apothecary at nine, and chainsaw man at ten.
1: Meet uh, o oh, And uh, on the note of the current ones, uh, please thank you. Vote for siren. Do not vote for a bunch of memes. Like, please. Okay. You'll, <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll get your show. Of, you'll get your show eventually. Do me a solid. I need siren.
2: L- look let Kagurabachi at least get a year in if it gets a year in then it's got enough staying power to be worthwhile of this right now it's a little L- look it- Akane banashi is not on this list and that's more proven in it itself at this point than Kagurabachi. Right.
0: yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll see in time uh you know when when that when that whole thing is uh done but uh yeah, I'll be on the lookout for this show coming out uh, later in the year. It's going. To, where is this show going to be produced at? Uh, I think
2: satellite.
0: Oh, state. Oh, state light. Okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah.
2: So expect it to be uh, um, mid.
1: Uh, I, I, I mean, they're they're basically out kind of popcorn these days.
2: For like, there's a couple of goodies, and then there's a couple. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, 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 it has it a, it has a chance to be
0: passable.
2: Uh, just look at it. it. It it's gonna be mid. Ugh.
1: Well.
0: Okay. 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 So uh, there's been a bit of talk recently over some of the things uh the showrunners of this Netflix Avatar Last Airbender uh, show have been saying, and
2: we'll deal with that in time. Oh my god. So. Literally all you had to do was shut the fuck up. You couldn't even do that. No.
0: The 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 list of shows that have graduated from what I'm going to call the pile into actually being good is very, very small. Like there's not a lot. There's there's Netflix One Piece at the very top and like Wachowski Speed Racer and uh, it, it's a small list. The pile is really high. Remember, there's that promised Neverland live action show. No, I didn't. There's all those abandoned live action movie, you know, projects like Akira, Your Name. Yeah, there's that live action Sao project that looks like it's from the peak days of the CW that we have not heard anything about in the last in the last like five years. We have another show that we're going to tentatively put into the pile. Announced by Amazon and Toei. There will be a live-action film and TV series adaptation of Oshinoko coming next winter, maybe.
1: I mean uh, so, as okay, I mean credit where it's to that one would like of all the ones that keep getting announced, that one I feel has the most like, yeah if like yeah if that got fast-tracked. You know, if I could see that actually becoming real, it would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that
2: that makes sense. It's not even a bad cast either. Like the girl playing Kana was Susume in Susume, and the girl playing Memcho is like a singer who did the chain one of the Chainsaw Man EDs. I think us, the ED in Tiger and Bunny too. And is also starring in Dead Dead Demons Didda Destruction that anime. And also, the girl playing Ruby is an actual former idol.
1: Oh, okay. That 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 actually is very interesting.
2: Literally everything I've looked up of this stuff is like, oh, they. And yeah, I is also a former idol too from Nogi Zaka Forty Six. Yeah, no, this just looks like the, actually they kind of got pretty good casting. All this, all things considered.
0: Well, uh. We'll see how it turns out, because uh, if you know about the show, you know what it has to do.
2: And it's also actually going to be on Amazon Prime Worldwide, so that's interesting.
0: So that's cool. All right, and this is where we come to our home video roundup, but we don't have a lot. Uh, We do have a, a bit of an update in regards to what's going on with Crunchyroll. They're shifting distribution. Specifically, they're shifting all the distribution from Universal, I believe, is what they were before, over to Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. So maybe this is why the release dates have been kind of paltry in the last couple months. Uh, Nothing uh, for
2: April. Man, I'm not even giving benefit of the doubt because they've spent the whole year... Taking all of my benefit of the doubt and just spending it.
1: Yep, uh, gotta keep that. Uh, gotta keep that corporate incest going, I guess. Like,
2: uh, hey, I'd like to believe they're gonna do more than five releases a month. I'd like to believe that the same way I'd like to have three hundred seventy-five dollars to three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. For myself, not to give to women I've sexually harassed. Oh uh,
1: God, yeah, so, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, man, it's been so long that I actually can't breathe even remember we talked about this. But like, man, you know, so, 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 but, uh, but man, it really does say a lot when I went how sporadic rule has got to be with release, that with releasing things that like releasing things as like a lot of the like uh, back catalog um, LA guns that don't have a video releases. That uh, that we just that we that uh we just when we learned out of the blue that Viz probably has to your eternity which uh
0: yeah mm-hmm. we'll uh keep an eye and ear out for that
2: fun fact I have a list somewhere where I literally made like a, i think th- I think I've read it off on the show before where I literally just had a list of like all of the Crunchyroll dubs pre merger that just have yet to be released.
0: I believe we've gone over that once or twice. Yeah,
2: I'm not pulling it up again because I'm too tired, but it was at least like 20 or 30 shows.
0: Yeah, it's uh, quite a lot. But uh, hey, they're spending all the resources on important things like putting together another crappy awards show and getting the exclusive right to premiere a health music video with weird VTuber models and... Putting together their own podcast, which means there are competition now.
2: Man, I I want you to know, I that's probably going to be a perfectly fine podcast that gets canceled after a year anyway. But like, I saw it was called the Anime Effect, and I was like, Can, can Canopus sue? Can, can, can Canopus <laughs> sue? I don't think he can, but like, could he though? Uh. Yeah, uh,
0: obviously a fantastic use of resources there, but uh, yeah, I looked and I looked and I looked for some amount of home video stuff to find. There's just not a lot coming out, at least not a whole lot that's been you know announced.
3: Any uh, media blasters excuse <laughs> uh, Unless we want to talk about <clears throat>
0: titles, which I don't think we want to.
1: Uh, to, I, to, I, mean, hey, at, uh, I mean hey at least uh, folks in the UK are getting fed recently so there's that yeah there's that
0: <laughs> but I did find one thing coming out uh, from Shout Factory on April 30th Blue Giants.
2: yeah mm-hmm. sub only is a little sad though mm-hmm. I I Kinda of have a feeling what could have happened there. It feels like a mix of two things. One, I get the feeling that NYAV posts resources have definitely downsized a little bit. And secondly, I'm pretty sure all of the resources from G Kids were going directly for Boy and the Beast to happen. So I get the feeling Blue Giant was kind of just like slightly wrong. This was also all during the uh, strikes, too, so I think it just kind of was a little bit of wrong place at the wrong time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the Crunchyroll store right now. There's just nothing going on. Although they are promoting uh, Susan May as being Golden Globe nominated, but it didn't win, now did it?
2: Uh, I don't think they expected it to win.
1: I mean, I mean, hey, getting I mean, hey, I mean, nominated was school at least. Do you like,
0: think that Cheek has expected
2: the boy and the heron to the wind? Probably. At least, uh, man, I don't. I don't know. I'm
3: not going to fight them on trying to advertise something like that's. Okay. For a moment, I was really confused when Andy said "boy and the beast," but that clears it up.
1: <laughs> we're, we're we're all tired.
3: We're we're all very tired, with we're day. trying
1: to get
2: out of here, and that's that. You know what I meant. Yeah, and, and
0: that's about as much as I as I think we can handle because that's all I could find so any final words before we close this theory sluggish sleepy show no
2: perish spring anyways things will probably get a little easier for me soonish but it, I'm also going to tell you guys right now there may just be like a month like in March, I may just straight up be like, I'm not going to do any episodes for the next month or so. Just bear with me. Oh.
0: Well, uh, we'll deal with that when we deal with totally that. Totally uh, fair. But uh, yeah, for now, we shall leave you with uh, well, with this. So thank you for listening to this awkwardly sleepy, tired edition of the podcast. LA. We hope you'll come back next time uh, where hopefully I'll be very happy and not not happy after a certain football game is over. I'd like my team to win the big one for once but we'd go for 12 years for it I'm in for some commercials are football fans ever happy no they're never they're never happy I am a manic stressed out piece of mess I can't even talk properly just I just want to get to next week and just be done with at it le- at
2: least you're not a Cleveland fan no,
0: I would never voluntarily subject myself to a Cleveland steamer. I'm not Vince McMahon. Damn it, I did it again. Uh, that's our cue to go. So thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Peace.